Hi everyone and welcome along to episode 105 of the Hunger for the podcast. I am most pleased today to be joined by a fellow Power Voice Summit speaker and it was probably about a year ago, maybe nine months ago, me and Tracy first met through Les Brown's Power Voice program and wow, what a journey we've both been on since and we've both shared um, various virtual stages and spoke on the same podcast and had a lot of fun doing that. Tracy, it's great to have you on the show. Welcome along. I want to Thank give you the... very much. I'm honoured to be here, Jake, and I've been loving the podcast, been loving all your interesting guests, and what you're doing is absolutely amazing in the podcast world, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Tracy. I really appreciate your support. And also, as you can tell, Tracy's an Australian, and I'm kind of half an Australian. I've lived here long enough, so I'll call myself one. It's good to have another Aussie on the show. I don't get lots of many Aussies on the show, so it's... Um, Good to keep the numbers up, that's for sure. The title of this podcast is Victim to Victor, and uh, quite rightly so. Tracy is every reason not to be a success, living a lifetime of overcoming self-limiting beliefs from a survivor of sexual abuse, domestic violence, a cancer survivor, homelessness, and addiction. Wow, that's just such a big plethora of stuff for anyone to go through in, in any period of time, let alone you know, to come out the other side of it. Tracy is now a powerful online radio announcer, an entrepreneur, which I can't wait to get into that, so I always like to talk about, coach, speaker, and author. And her passion has a growing community of followers for, on her journey of victim to victory. Tracy, great to have you here. And um, how is your how is your Saturday? Because Tracy's in Perth, so she's two hours behind me in Melbourne. I'm in Perth, Jake, so it's been wet and rain and cold and my my dog doesn't like thunderstorms, so my dog's been shaking kind of at my feet all day. <laughs> but that's well, the Perth weather for you. <laughs> it's winter here too, you know, uh, it's winter here too, and we're actually in lockdown, as you probably know, we're a couple of days, yeah, two days into another lockdown, which is... Um, not really a huge surprise. I think it's going to be like this for quite some time until everyone gets that vaccination. Um, but it doesn't mean doesn't make it any more welcome. Definitely, definitely. Melbourne's been hit hard by um, a number of things, and most of Australia. But Australia is still so very lucky uh, to have everything that they've got in place. Um, you know, there's a lot worse places, a lot lot more worse um, circumstances, and I think it's really. Uh, a testimony to the Australian people that we've all just um, done what we can do to be as safe as we can. I think so. I agree with that. And I feel very blessed to be in um, in such a place as Australia and be able to call it home. And, you know, for the majority of the past kind of, uh, well, few months at least, we've had our, had our freedom. Um, it will come and go for sure. But, yeah, still blessed to be. You know, there's a lot, lot worse situations in a lot more parts of the world. So... Anyway, let's not spend this whole episode talking about COVID because it's just, it's the water cooler chat, right? And we're not into water cooler chats. Although we were just kind no, of talking about offline before. So, Tracy, tell, tell the I know you work as a full time position still in finance and um, insurance, but I'd love to know a bit more about what you do on the entrepreneurial side and how that came to be. Well, it happened back in 2016. I was working in the corporate world and I, uh, a little bit of a backstory is um, I got very sick. I went off to the doctor 
um, I was diagnosed with cervical cancer and was scheduled for just about immediate surgery. Had the surgery, had major complications after the surgery. And obviously the bank balance goes down, Jake, and you start to worry a little bit and things are taking longer than you anticipated and we don't plan for this. You know, we, we wait for this diagnosis or prognosis before we actually make changes to our lives. And I thought we were rolling along pretty okay, like, you know, most most Aussies do, uh, getting through, going to work, coming home, having, you know, uh, friendships and outings on the weekends. 2016, I remember the diagnosis. I remember driving home from the hospital, pulling up in my driveway and just going, what the heck am I going to do next? And I had the surgery, major complications. I'm laying in bed, scrolling through my iPad because I couldn't walk. I couldn't go anywhere. Our bank balance is going down. We're stressed out. We're not knowing, do we sell the house? Do we, how long is this going to take? Like we're going into the unknown and we didn't plan for the unknown like most people. And I came across this, this product and I just wanted to make myself feel, feel nice. And I contacted the lady, she dropped it off and I loved it. And I'm a natural sharer. I'm just like, if I like something, like I'm telling everybody, you know, like I'm on the phone and I'm, you know, I'm just telling everybody I fell in love with this product and it was network marketing and I fell in love with it. And just through natural sharing, I become very successful very quickly. I, I built a team and things like that. But the, the thing is, uh, Jake, and hopefully a lot of your audience will relate with this, there's always some relatable skill that you've learned at some stage of your life that actually shifts you to a next level. And that for me was actually entrepreneurship, running my own businesses and that business mindset. Because previously I'd I had um, owned and ran a series of beauty salons many, many, many years before I returned back to the, the corporate world. And their skills and transferable skills that you never, ever forget, they change, they update with technology. But the basic belly-to-belly -belly sharing and the basic natural salesman in me thought, oh, I can actually make some extra money from home. And how many times do we hear that, Jake? Would you like to earn extra money from home? You go, oh, scam, it's, it's not real. and They're going to rip me off. And, and I, I, it literally kept our lights on and put food in our fridge. It wasn't millions. It wasn't going out buying a Ferrari. It literally filled the gap that we were missing so that we could actually keep our house and buy food and keep the lights on. And that's how I actually stepped into, like completely into entrepreneurship because I thought, if I can do that at that level, what else is possible? And when you open up your mind to what else is possible, um, as you know, Jake, you know, when you open up your mind to what else is possible, everything is possible. And when you start believing in yourself, now I, I really stepped into it and then I put it aside to go back to work, to my nine to five, to my J-O-B, and that's okay. Because that's how we're conditioned, that's how we, we grow up, that's the social expectation of us and it's reliable and it's security and all of that. But there was still that little fire in my belly, 
you know, I, I thought I was worth more than an hourly rate. I thought that I I um was was meant to do more, um, was meant to be more, was meant to actually make a change in the world. And while I'm building somebody else's dream, why not build my own? Yes. So I was working during the day, coming home, working at night, working on the weekends, work, work, work on my own dreams. Because that transitional period when you're an entrepreneur, and I'm sure that your audience late with this, is very transitional. For some people, it's a year. Some people, it's six months. Some people, it's five years. But even if you work on your own dream after your day job, does it matter if it takes five years? Because what's the alternative? If you don't work on it for five years, you're still in the same job or still working nine to five. Whereas you could still be working on your dream. If it takes five years, it takes five years. But you're still going to get there because the compound effect, the amount of little steps that we do daily will amount to big things. You're going to see a shift in things. So that's what I started doing. And then I stepped into um, a, a group of entrepreneurs, of six and seven and eight-figure earners. I'd never been around people like that with mm. With the, 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 the conversation is so different at the winner's table, right? We hear this. Mm-hmm. And, Jake, it, it changed everything. The conversations that they were, ha- they were having just excited me. It lit me up. And I'd be listening for ages and doing trainings and learning and actioning. And um, there was another new world of entrepreneurship, not just network marketing, a whole range of entrepreneurship, all different industries, all different ages, all different cultures, all different sexes, and everybody embraced each other. You see, the entrepreneurship um, culture and community is something that where people genuinely want to see you win. They genuinely want to be able to give you a, a hand up and link arms with you and it doesn't matter if you're in the same industry, but if you're actually wanting to make an impact and add value to the world, the entrepreneurship industry is the only industry, Jake, that I have found to actually meet you where you're at, to be able to encourage and support and empower you with whatever tools you need. Yeah. Then we've seen the introduction of all these social media channels, etc. Mm-hmm. But these were conversations that literally changed my life. Just only a few years ago, then I got the opportunity to be on a reality show in the US um, in 2019. It's actually our two-year anniversary. And I flew all the way from little old Perth, WA, <laughs> to Florida, for a reality show with Ray Higdon and Jessica Higdon. And the director was Hank Norman, who is the success behind Mel Robbins and Grant Cadone. And I thought it was kind of like a little kind of online, you know, reality show, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, it was pretty huge. <laughs> so that was a huge surprise. I'm like, oh, my God, there's like a crew and there's like they've hired a house and a mansion and, you know, um, <laughs> wow, okay, lucky I got on that plane. Yeah. <laughs> as as you can imagine, Jake, it's um 
I'm now surrounded with, uh, there was about 40 of us, 39 other strangers from all over the world. And um, I'm competing in a reality show with other entrepreneurs in just a short amount of time because I had done the work to get there. And I didn't realise how small I'd been playing. I actually realised that I wasn't open and I wasn't coachable up until that point. I thought I was doing all the right things. And it was a real um, stab in the ego (laughs) to realise that what I'd been doing was okay, but it could just be so much more okay. And these other amazing entrepreneurs that I shared the reality show with, we had conversations again in a new room, how we're showing up in the next room of quantum physics and the law of attraction and attraction marketing and um, different tactics to uh, and strategies that you can apply on social media and things like that. And I just was taking notes after notes and I was just learning and absorbing just all this wonderful culture and community of the entrepreneur world. And I wasn't one of the finalists and I didn't win but I, there was a long flight back from Florida to Perth, like 36 yeah. hours or something. Yeah, that's a, big one, yeah. that's a yeah. long time for the cogs to spin around, Jake, and yeah. think I can't go back the same way. I need to change it up even more. I actually and find I that plane and I changed. I actually find that um, flying is a really nice space to do a lot of thinking and a lot of work and a lot of writing. Um, when you're undisturbed, essentially. I mean, annoyingly now, I think you can actually, well, I don't think you can actually get your phone to work on the plane. It's pretty expensive, but I tried to choose not to. Um, I'll maybe make the odd phone call just to, just for fun, just to catch people out. And they're like, where are you? I'm like, oh, I'm on a plane flying over Dubai somewhere, I think. <laughs> uh, and the line's always a bit crackly, but you can hear them. But it's always um, a very nice space when you're undisturbed. And particularly, you know, with regard to and to your point what you said about you know going to this one place and experiencing this new thing you know that's often you know when you tend to be flying from one place to another you've had a new experience quite often or you're about to go into one so it's a really good time for reflection and living in australia you know getting to any other part of the world any other continent is always a long journey it's never a short journey um and it, yeah it's a really good space to just enjoy that quiet time reflect and review um and for me i mean was it were you flying on your own or were you with someone i flew over with somebody um but i flew back alone and it was great because it was a a decompression you know it was a it was um i'm glad you touched on it it's just such a time to sit there and just be just sit in your own space with your thoughts and Mm -hmm. to process uh it was quite intense uh the process of, of getting there and of going through the process of elimination and really taking a good hard look in the mirror of who you are, what you stand for. And the funny thing about the, um, and it changed everything, and the funny thing about the reality show was everyone had a story and they were telling their story across the table with cameras on them and there were stories of, rape and sex trafficking and 
uh, single parenthood and um, a, a, a cancer survivor and oh my god there was just so so many amazing stories and at that time I hadn't told my story I didn't tell it to anybody I kept my life and my story to myself and just big girl pants on and got on with it Jake and when I heard all these people's stories I thought it's time to tell my story and I remember yeah. sitting there vulnerable AF one night and I just pressed play and just told my story and I had so many people message me and like literally hundreds a week later I was interviewed by Jessica Higdon and she's a, a, a mega superstar. She's on stages all over the world. And I had quite a lot of views, thousands and thousands and thousands of views. And I got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of messages because I realised that telling your story not only builds on that know, like and trust factor, but it was relatable. I was real. I was actually authentic and it felt so freaking good to be authentic and just be myself and have this weight lifted off my shoulder um, for telling my story. And I've hit every branch on the tree coming down, Jake, you know, sexual abuse, addiction, homelessness, domestic violence, cancer survivor. Um, I'm every reason, as you said at the beginning of your podcast, to not be a success. Absolutely. And all these things in our lives lead to something else. So when I finally told my story and I got all these messages of, um, you know, I'm going to change this or what do you recommend for this or I heard your story and it brought me to tears and now I want to make changes to my life. Where do I go next? I thought I've been given this. It was very overwhelming and I wasn't used to that and I was now responsible with this information. What do I do with it? Because I've got all this information, I need to do something with it. And born from that was my Victim to Victory podcast. And then I keep hearing people's stories. Okay, what do we need to do with that now? So then we started fundraising and giving back to the community. But what actually led me again to next level and over the last few years, when you sit back in hindsight, you can see yourself next levelling, was all along, all we have to do to be authentic, to be relatable, to connect, especially online, especially since 2020, is simply just tell our story. Because we don't have to memorise it. We already know what it is. And when you tell your story in different chunks, in different situations, you're going to connect on a level that is so much more empowering and true and real that you can build on that. And you can also leverage it for your online business as an entrepreneur. Yes. And it doesn't matter where you come from or how victimised or traumatised you are, you have to wear your story like a superhero cape and not an anchor because when you actually embrace your story and accept it that it is an actual gift, no matter what you've been through, no matter how bad it is or what the obstacles are, when you truly embrace it, 
that is where it all starts to happen. That is where the magic is. And I get goosebumps even saying that. So now I'm a brand storytelling strategist. I help people write their signature stories to, to get booked on podcasts and virtual stages. But most of all, I see people light up when they think, I don't have a story. I've, I haven't done anything extraordinary. I haven't even been out of my city. Everyone has always got a story. Everyone Some have to dig a little bit deeper. Yeah, mm. you're right. Everyone, you're absolutely right. Everyone has got a story. And of course, look, some people's stories are longer than others. Some people's are more in depth. But And people will often, you know, forget what you said, forget what you did. But one thing people never forget is how you made them feel. And a great way to remember, you know, a great way of pulling back from that, really. Storytelling is something, you know, when we sat out the, on the mat at school, we're told stories, you know, we're told stories. And then before, before you know, you start creating your own stories. And a lot of them, when you're quite little, actually aren't true. But you're creating these stories to try and sound interesting and and, and be of better notoriety and be a bit more popular, aren't you, I think, in, as, as a child. And, and that even spills over into your, your teenage years often as well. We never forget a good story. And in sharing your own, some are big, some are small, People will never forget how that story, when they hear it, it, makes them feel. And you just don't know that by sharing it, how relatable it might be to someone else and how, in fact, that they may have indeed gone through a similar thing to you, whether it be, you know, and I'm not saying it always has to be a bad thing. Sometimes it can be a really good thing. It doesn't, not everyone wears their heart on their sleeve and is confident enough or even just wants to be open enough to share and tell their story, and that's fine. But I think sometimes, and much like you did, Tracy, when you press that play button and you told your story to the world, you have an awful lot of people come back to you and say, do you know what, I would like to talk to you about that, or do you know what, could you give me a bit of advice on how you handled that? Um, it, it really it really spurs things on, and actually I found, to be honest, I've been going through a bit of a tough time in the past few months, and I started sharing that online, and you do, you get people back to you and saying look hey look love to connect with you love to talk about this and so much so that i actually i did a, a mental health awareness it's mental health awareness month in in the uk at the moment um and it was mental health awareness week there a couple of weeks ago and i did a mental health awareness special and there's another one coming up next weekend so it, it's amazing how one story that you've held back for so long sometimes can become another and lead to another and then it it helps people tell their story as well. And yeah, there's a great feeling in that authenticness, which is something I really always try and bring to this podcast. I think it's really important in a sea of content online that's just getting more and more of the time to be not only your authentic self, but to show up as your authentic self. And, and you know, I always try and bring authentic guests like yourself on. Um, Try and do my best with that <laughs> and, and have authentic conversations. And I think people value that and they see that. And, um, yeah, like I say, it spurs other people on to do the same. And in essence of being responsible and accountable as the kind of host of an owner of this podcast, I feel that it's my duty to do that and make sure to keep it authentic and as real as possible. And I really like to um, commend you on doing that as well, Jake, because, um, you know, when, when, we, when we start a business or we, we start an online business and, you know, podcasting um, is a huge business as well at the moment and we're competing with every single other person who's, um, 
competing for everybody's attention. It's never been such a time, and we hear Les Brown talk about this, there's never been such a time where it's so easy to start a business, but it's also so hard to start a business. And the differentiator of how people are going to connect with you and how you can take them on a journey with you is through storytelling. And especially if you're... you're um, uh, on, as a result of 2020, a lot of people have had to pivot. A lot of people have had to uh, go online. A lot of people are starting businesses and they're new to the online um, virtual world. And that is so exciting. It's such an exciting time to actually be in. And what I've actually found uh, with storytelling and online entrepreneurship and marketing and things like that is everyone is having their say and you have to come up with a better way of saying it. Storytelling is the differentiator with that and a better way to approach and connect with your audience and generic content isn't working anymore. So there's all these people out there saying you just need this app or you just need uh, this, this TikTok hack or whatever and it's only going to get worse and those things are necessary and an element but the amount of shifts that I've seen in the entrepreneurship world of people who have never told their story before and the amount of authentic connections and networking that it actually uh, brings to them and it attracts their ideal clients as well. Definitely, 100%. You're filling, um, you're filling that void because people want to know who you are beyond the sale. They want to know, okay, yeah, you can sell me that product. A hundred other people can sell me that product. But who are you and why should I buy it off you? And when you take them on that journey and the struggles and the highs and the lows and you're telling your story and you're being real, and especially in Australia, we love a good underdog, um, yeah. you know, an underdog story, don't we? We know the, the rags to riches. We love it. We eat it up, you know. And um, when people see you, they want to join you. They want to be part of that success. And your story brings that relatability to it. So there's so much more connection on a deeper level, especially with your ideal um, client, because the the reason, reason why some people's marketing isn't working at the moment is because you're not telling your story you're doing exactly the same as everyone else out there and it's only getting noisier out there and the competition is getting greater and i don't see a lot of people telling their story the big brands do the nikes and coca-cola and things like that and you think of coca-cola what do you see you don't see them saying buy my drink you see people on the beach kicking the ball around in the sunshine with their bathers on and, you know, that they're thirsty and, oh, now they're refreshed. Mm. They're, they're solving a problem. It's, it's not a secret about No, it's not. It's not about the product. And, and that's, you know, that's no secret now across branding and marketing at all. You're selling, you know, I'm selling you this mug. It's like the Wolf of Wall Street when, when he goes, sell me this pen, you know. I, I'm not just selling you this mug. I'm selling you... This could this, this the contents of this mug can hold your morning coffee, which gives you the best Monday morning start you've ever had in the world, which leads to the best Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday you've ever had. It leads to the best week you've ever had in the world. And before you know it, you've had the biggest money-making week or the most harmonious week of your life, all because you bought this coffee cup. 
and it's containing the world's best coffee, which gave you the world's best week. Okay, the one we sell, I clearly don't sell coffee mugs, but you were right in what you said. It's it's it, You're not just selling the brand anymore. You're not just selling the product. You're selling the lifestyle that surrounds it. And really, I know a thing or two about this because I sell quite an unusual product in, 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 a, in a very big marketplace. You're selling the almost the feelings and emotions to people of what they what they can get from purchasing this product from you and i think we see that play out a lot um with fast moving goods you know like uh drinks and particularly a lot of gym products a lot of health and fitness products yeah so people are really and, and i think the more you lean into that and the more that you connect as you know not everyone wants to be the face of the business and that's understandable some people like to work within the business some people like to work on the business and some people like to kind of do both and be the face of it i know i do with my businesses i think and i, and I see this play out a lot in australia that people want to connect to who the owner is they want to find out you know a little bit more about than their story and they find some great authenticity in that and it can often mean actually that they favor you over the competition when they can attach a face to it and go okay yeah look her here's Jake, is this English guy who's come over to Australia and, and giving it a go and giving it a red hot crack, as I would say, here in Australia. And, and, and you know, they, they can kind of relate to that. And on many levels, while people can relate to that, it kind of links back into storytelling, I suppose, a bit as well. You know, people could identify with that, that perhaps they came over from another country and gave it a go as well. Or um, maybe they're just, maybe, you know, and it was, it, it doesn't always work. You know, it can for the same reasons it works are the same reasons it, it might not work at the same time. And I think, mm -hmm. no, there's no shying away in that. People might see you and go, oh, that accent rubs you up the wrong way because in 2008 I had an argument with this English guy and he looked a bit like him. In fact, it might have even been him. And I'm just, I'm going to go with the other brand. You know, <laughs> it, can, it can work against you as well as it can work for you. And I think um, I was actually watching something from Gary Vee earlier today, someone I always follow as a mentor and just a just a great business mind and he was like try things try things that you know aren't going to work just to see how it feels and how you sit with it um and then so of course you can build up the knowledge to do the adverse and, and try you know things and i think sometimes you can you can go down marketing routes and try things that you're surprised that they don't work or you know that they're not going to work but you lean into them with full courage and faith and you just learn the lessons and don't get too distracted or affected by them. Definitely. And I've, I've actually seen it in quite a lot of um, small and large businesses because if you've got um, a service-based company and what one of um, our clients done is go out and interview and take videos of the customers that he installed um he installed these products on their house. I won't say what it is. He installed these products on their house and he went out and used a video recorder and interviewed them and said, what has it done for you? Has it saved you money? Has it enhanced the appearance of your house? Um, and he actually uses his customers' videos as testimonials, yep. stories, um, and his employees as well. He just uh, hired an apprentice videoed him and, and taking like everybody who's watching along um on the journey with the apprentice now you know he's just uh, got his first car and um you know they've helped him do that and things like that so people are watching how his business is growing they're watching how he actually delivers customer service 
and uh, how he backs it up with a customer satisfaction guarantee, who is employing and what they're doing uh, to better their lives as well because The Apprentice used to be a street kid and he was into drugs and now he's got a job and, you know, things like that. And yeah. people love that. They want to be part of that, you know, yes. because it comes down to our core values. It's like, yes, those values match my values and your story is a little bit relatable, maybe not to me, but maybe my wife or my sister or my husband or whatever went through that. So I can relate. I've got kind of that relatability. And they want to be part of that journey. They want to yeah. see what you do next, you know. And yeah. sometimes that's where people who tell their stories and take people on a journey, they either drop off with inconsistency or they don't know where to go from there. And that's where sometimes people get a little bit stuck as well. So storytelling just goes so much more past advertising or marketing. And it really, really builds on that, that know, that like, that trust factor that we keep hearing all the time, but we don't really give it much deep thought. And those three words, know, like, and trust, they're going to be around for a long time and they are going to be the differentiator in whether you're going to have a successful online business and actually stand out or whether you're just going to be, you know, um, a little bit of content and value driven, but not really be able to scale that business. And when you've got an online business, you want to be able to scale it. And using your your story as leverage, you can actually scale your business like that. And um, humans care more about the, the entire experience. They want yeah. the whole experience. They want you crying they want you high-fiving they they want to be part of that and yeah. that you know a lot of the the marketing companies are missing that people are human and you need to actually start going back to basics because we've been still telling stories for centuries and there's a reason why you know um you know we don't put our kids to bed and not read them a story you know, to fulfil their imagination or change their emotions or and you let in with that when you said at school you're sitting there and you lead with a story mm. and it is just so unique to us and there is a craft to telling your story or what, what part of your story they should tell as well. So sometimes not telling all of your story but just the right part of your story to get that that client over the line or to network or to make a connection that you wouldn't normally network or connect with, but can do through the relatability of your story because it is so much more competitive out there. Yeah. And that is the difference. Yeah, and I think, you know, attention is a new currency. You know, that's everyone's online, everyone's eyes are online. Whether they like it or not, they still find themselves on there. They still find themselves researching and purchasing on there, particularly now more than ever because it's been the only option for a lot of people and still is for a lot of places. I think the way to get that attention is with content, of course, and the content has to be good, it has to be consistent, it has to be authentic. And tying that into storytelling from a business perspective, and just like the gentleman that you talked about that was installing products on roofs and what he's been doing really well is what you should be doing is documenting. Documenting. one piece of content but creating like a pillar piece of content which could be documenting as you said you know the apprentice's journey here 
and then and then you can splinter that into several pieces of content across several different platforms and i think when you document inherently you are actually telling the story in a in a wider sense and you know you can you can just create a narrative that you can build on that people really enjoy and and can can dial into and can tie into and like you say you know people want to see the human behind it people want to see the the highs the lows the cheers and the tears hopefully people want to see more of the cheers and the tears because that would be a bit strange but um i think that documenting is the way to go document and also from a point of view of you know from uh, an owner operator's point of view as well it's always nice to look back and you know there's times when you take stock and actually time back into what we said on, on on long flights earlier it's time for me when i take stock and you just think wow you know just having a word with yourself here not getting egotistical outside of yourself but going like there's a time there's things that i've got now that there was a time where i dreamed of having those things you know and, and life moves so fast at such a fast pace that i think we often don't take time to take stock and we can be very hard on ourselves and and we shouldn't be and we should take that time to be like yeah you know there's things i've got now that i really look forward to for a long time and by documenting of course you can look back and pull pieces old pieces of stuff out old pieces of video and photo out and go hey look at this compared to now um and, and just see how far you've come in the journey and we see gary v do that right we see him uh, grab all these um, interviews and snippets and little nuggets of videos that he's done back in 2013 when he said X, Y, Z, and he presents it with what's actually happened now, you know. Mm. So seeing, you know, what he was saying then to what he's actually saying now and it actually marries up. So yeah. that that's a great point, Jack, uh, Jake, because, um, you know, we've got to know where we've actually been. And to be able to repurpose that content as well that we recorded years ago, and you see this um, a new trend coming up now where people are like, this was my first live video that I ever done five years ago. And then they can see your growth because it's, it's showing new people that are in your audience of where you were. Because if people have been following you for a while, then they kind of know. But if you've got a new audience coming through, which you always should, you know, attempt to do, have a new flow coming through, it's really good to rehash some older kind of videos or interviews or, you know, um, uh, be, get them to be able to see where you were so they know where you are now so they can see how much you've grown and what you've actually achieved. And that's a real, um, that's really important for your core values as well, for people to connect with your core values because if you're still saying all these things and showing grit and intention and purpose and you're following your passion and five years later they see that you're still doing the same thing, they're going to go, I want to jump on board that train because she's not going to give up and she's going to, you know, she's got all these people behind her or him or her and she's actually helping them and she's not giving up, she's not going anywhere, she's so consistent I want, to, I want to be part of that because she's not going to give up on me to just go to the next best thing or the next shiny object. She's actually a stayer and she's committed. And a lot of people will want that. And more than ever, um, Jake, I'm sure you'll agree, we need leadership more than ever because everyone's worried and scared and indecisive and not knowing what to do and everything's new and everything's changed and the new normal and blah, blah, blah. 
People are looking for leadership. They're looking for people to stand up and go, you know what, come with me. It might work, it might not work, but come along because this is what I've got planned and this is my journey that I can take you on. You want to be you want to be with me or not? And people are looking for leadership more than ever now. I agree. The world needs warriors, not warriors. And look, it's easy to worry in this time. And I don't take anything away from anyone that does worry. I've been doing them. Look, I'm trying to we'll both put our hands up and probably say we've all done a fair bit of worrying. You know, these past twelve to eighteen months, it can be a time of worry. But it, it's you know you can. We're not always one hundred percent. In control of all our thoughts but what i do think we are in control of the ones we th- we dwell on and the ones we spend too much time on recycling and repeating and i think worry is one of those things that you can get caught up in and it just doesn't serve you you know it's not going to help you move along any further um and it is a battle this time it's a battle it's a fight for survival you know for for a lot of people particularly you know people who aren't already have 100% of their health and my heart goes out to everyone or all those people you know that you've directly affected or your family has been affected or your friends but it's a it's a fight for territory for a lot of people as well in this new business world that's having to pivot and adapt and change and and I don't think that's done yet to be honest I don't think um you know like look look at what's happened with Melbourne in the past couple of days I think a lot of people will be shocked by the fact that it can just snap back into lockdown that quickly I wasn't so much. I think as soon as the news came around, it was it was pretty much, yeah, look, this is probably what's going to happen. And this is probably how it will play out for quite a, quite a while longer. You know, it's a, it's a fight for attention. It's a fight for atter- attention in a business sense and a fight for territory. Like you said earlier, it's never been, uh, like Mr. Brown said, it's never been uh, an easier time to start a business, but at the same time, it's never been more challenging and difficult doesn't mean to say there's not room for everyone inside that because it's supply and demand right and as the the suppliers end the business end you know it's an easy time to start a new business and but the demand end is the competition and you know i saw something i saw a, a meme not long ago and it was like anytime you get concerned that you're in a market that's already flooded go and take a walk to the nearest supermarket and take a look down the bread aisle and see how many different brands of bread there are there and some of them are all like 10, 15, 20 years old and they're all still selling. You know, the, the space, the, the pie is big enough for everyone. You've just got to make sure that yours is tasty enough that people want to have a slice of yours as well as, you know, perhaps anyone else's. Definitely 100%. And my heart goes out to all of those that have, you know, really suffered as well, Jake, you know. But, um, you know, we, we, we all have to lead the charge we all have to stand up and and just be human just be nice embrace your story embrace other people's story and we could be sitting we could be sitting somewhere next to somebody on a bus or a train or a colleague or a co-worker you don't know their story so we, we we're quick to judge as well you know and i think that um giving back to your community really embracing people's stories and really listening to what they've got to say because everyone does things for a reason. We don't have to always tell it, but your story just might be the the key to unlock someone else's success. They might just need to hear that somebody overcome what they're going through and learn from your mistakes or your advice or your inspiration or motivation 
so they don't make those same mistakes and when they when, when you hear a message and Jake you've probably been in this situation no doubt you know when um what is the saying when the lessons to be learnt the master appears or something like that I can't remember the exact uh, saying when when the <clears throat> when the students are ready to be taught the teacher appears I think is that yes yeah. yes yes that's it we've all been in that situation where there's a lesson to be learned but we don't know what it is and then all of a sudden we hear words or we hear somebody say something and it changes everything it, it changes absolutely everything and when it changes you don't know that it's changes as years down the track you look back and think that's the moment that everything changed and you don't know it in that moment and I've, I've had received so many messages from people where they've said, um, this person said this, that person on an interview said that, you've said this, I've seen a post about X, Y, Z. Someone else's story will always, always guaranteed be the key to unlock somebody else's success, um, to leave a domestic violence situation or to uh, you know not go to uh, that 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 school to actually embrace what they want to do, not what their parents want them to do. You know, to take a risk, to step outside their comfort zone, to follow their passion. Maybe you know, grab your dog and 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 do up a van and live the van life instead of you know going to nursing school like your parents wanted you to, because everyone's story is just so unique. And when we're using it in an entrepreneurial space, the connections that you can actually create is just unimaginable because you're real and you're vulnerable. And as Brene Brown says, there's strength in vulnerability and you've got to step into the arena, you know, you've got to step into the arena. You've got to drop that armour. There's no vulnerability is the biggest strength, the biggest amount of courage and bravery that any person can do. And it all starts with just telling a little bit of your story, Jake. Yeah. No, I think that's we've come full circle there, haven't we, Tracy? I think we've come full circle. We have. <laughs> right back to it. Now, there's always a it's quiz time for you. There's always a couple of different yep. That I like to ask my guests, and some are the same, and some are different depending on who the guests are. And I was um, looking at a couple, and you know, Tracy, for 2016, your entrepreneurship journey story start story. We're going to use the word story, of course. Story started, and it really started out of a need within you. You know, it was a financial need. It was a need to, in a sense, I think, keep moving and just keep keep expanding instead of shrinking. Of course, you'd had a rough time with your health, and um, you know, there was probably wanted, wanted to come out the other side of that stronger, of course, you know, not 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 weaker. It seemed like it was quite shocking and surprised you at the time and everything moved quite fast. But I think uh, my question to you is if you were to, leaving the kind of the reasoning side aside, which one thing led to another there, but if you were to start again in business, would you do anything substantially differently? I think the one thing that I would do different is to keep going with the entrepreneurship and not go back to a corporate job. I mm. think if I could change anything, 
I should have listened to my inner voice and not listened to my head. And I think things would have been a little bit a little bit more different perhaps. Who knows? Who knows? But sometimes you have to follow your heart, not your head. Yeah. Yes, you do. I think so. Choose, which one to choose can often be the difficult one, can't it? The heart or the head. And that's mm. when having, you know, good friends and mentors around you um, is very often very handy. Very true. Very true. And, yeah, everyone needs a coach or a mentor of some of some sort of some sort definitely absolutely and uh the question i always ask and then we'll, we'll get on to another one but the word hustle how would you of course it's the title of this podcast and uh the upcoming book of the same title hunger for the hustle what how would you define hustle tracy and what kind of drives your evident hunger for it i think the word that I would match hustle with is impact. Mm. Without hustle, you can't have impact. Without impact, you can't change the world or be the change the world needs to see. And I'm very excited for the book too. (laughs) So it's funny you say that. I've got a meeting at midnight, uh, midnight Melbourne time. Um, for obviously there's people all over the world involved with it. So yeah, it'll be a late one for me tonight, but I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's my first cup of tea. There'll be a few more this evening, that's for sure. (laughs) That's wonderful. That's wonderful. If you could give um, three hot tips to anyone that was perhaps watching this, listening to this right now, you know, whether it's right now on the 29th of May 2021 or in the years to come, who's looking to get into entrepreneurship, who wants to start their own side hustle or business, what would those three tips be? Number one would definitely be Don't just be an entrepreneur because it's the buzzword at the moment. Embrace what entrepreneurship is all about. Number two is figure out why. Why do you want to be an entrepreneur? What is that fire in that belly that you've got why you actually want to be the change through entrepreneurship? And number three would be figuring out who you are and doing it on purpose. Just do it on purpose, flaws and all. Just go and do it. We're back. Not sure what happened there. Sorry about that, folks. I think it's so many <laughs> a little bit of a wipe my leg there. Yeah, because everyone's locked <laughs> in the house. So everyone's smashing me into it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll ask that question again because we did completely lose connection there. Sorry about that, folks. If you were to start again, actually, probably give you a little bit of time to think about the answer, Tracy, so it probably worked out well for you. <laughs> if you if you were, uh, you know, anyone's watching this right now or watching it in the years to come or listening to it who's thinking about starting their own business, going off, starting their own side hustle on their own journey, what would the three hot tips that you would give to them? Number one would be don't just be an entrepreneur because it's a new buzzword. Actually embrace what entrepreneurship is all about. It is not a get-rich-quick scheme. There is a lot of personal and self-development. So really embrace what entrepreneurship actually entails. Number two would be taking action, like really genuinely take action and know why you're taking action. Because if you don't have a purpose or a passion and you just want to line your pockets, 
that ain't going to work out too well. You've got to have a bigger purpose to be an entrepreneur because it's not just about you, okay? It's about helping you help people get what they want and then you get what you want. And number three is figuring out who you are and doing it on purpose, just really embrace who you are. The Tony Robbins, the Les Browns, the Richard Bransons, the Oprah Winfrey's. They, we know what their story is. Embrace it. Figure out who you are and do it on purpose. And that is part of the entrepreneurship journey. And that's not going to happen overnight because it's hard. It's really hard. <laughs> and that's where, that's where the growth happens. You're reminding me of a film that I watched recently. It's called The Founder. Have you seen it? It's about the McDonald's story. I have seen that. Great I film. It. I watched it twice, actually, and I think I wasn't paying attention properly the first time, to be honest, because I, I clocked it this week, and they said, you know, the original guys who who started McDonald's, who, who absolutely got swindled by uh, Ray Kroc, who was the guy who really made a big success of it, um, they say that they were uh, – uh, an overnight success that took them 30 years mm -hmm. uh, and you know it's there's no there's no set time on this how long it's going to take you know you can have goals and 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 dreams and aspirations and work hard, really hard towards them and i know this i know this speaking from a personal point of view as someone who moves from one side of the world to the other with some very big goals and dreams and some of them i've achieved and some of them i'm still you know working at and um, we'll be working hard at for for a while you know there's you can have set set times and, and set times you want to achieve things, um, but you should never be put off or dis, dissuaded by the fact that you haven't achieved them within that time frame. You know, and, and there's no you know there's no magic pill or magic button. Um, particularly as every business is different, every person is different, everyone is an individual, and that plays into how your story plays out. Definitely, one hundred percent, Jake. What are you working on at the moment, Tracy? What's the next thing for you? I have got a Brand Your Story um, course that I'm actually filming in, uh, finishing off filming over the next few weeks and it's actually taking you on how to write your own signature story so you can actually tell it uh, for your online business to create your authentic connections but I'm finding that a lot of people don't know where to start telling their story. So I've broken it down into a very simple format of um, just getting pen to paper, taking action and getting it all out. And then we actually go through and rummage through what the story is that you need to tell. It's very exciting. Very, very exciting. I love it. I love it. I look forward to seeing that. Where can people find out about that? Will they have its own website when it's out or head to your website? Yes, they can head to my website, uh, www.tracyleecook, T-R-A-C-E-Y-L-E-E-C-O-O-K.com. It is under construction to accommodate all of the Brand Your Story um, Academy courses and Signature Story courses at moment. And you can find me on Facebook under Tracy Cook. Easy. I've put uh, the website in the comments there and they'll be in the show notes too for everyone. Tracy, how are you going to spend the rest of your Saturday? It always intrigues me to know what people are doing with their weekend. <laughs> well, seeing it's really, really rainy and cold outside and we've actually got our granddaughter staying with us tonight. So we oh. are going to be pulling out the sofa bed. We're going to be making some popcorn and we're going to be watching a movie, which will probably be a Disney cartoon again. 
because that's all we kind of seem to watch <laughs> when we have the grandkids over. <laughs> Sounds like a great wholesome evening. As long as it's not frozen again. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's frozen outside, so it shouldn't be frozen inside. <laughs> that's it for sure <laughs> Tracy, thanks so much for joining me and thanks to all of you guys folks you know the show would be nothing without its audience and i really appreciate all of your support so wherever you're listening from whatever platform you are listening on really appreciate that thank you if you got some value from it please share it with your friends and family and colleagues they might get some value too and you might help someone out there stay hungry stay happy stay healthy and keep on hustling folks <laughs>